It's officially Super Bowl week. We got NFL head coaches getting hired, and we have an interview coming up later this week that will absolutely blow you away. The best I think we've ever done. This is the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. Stay tuned. Welcome, welcome, welcome back once again to the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. This is Chad the Mark with Mr. Brown and Turbo Tommy. All right, see, we got an order, guys. We're doing good, and uh, you know, we're, we're we were going to do this uh, podcast about an hour and a half ago, but we had something come up, man. Uh, Mr. Brown knows I've been chasing down somebody for a long time. I've texted him, I've talked to him a bunch of times, and. He was going to come on the show a couple of weeks ago, and he was out in California on Catalina. He was at the Catalina Wine Mixer. Um, but uh, we got a borderline Hall of Famer. He's kind of right there, depending on who you talk to. John Abraham joined me uh, tonight. So we got a special episode coming up uh, later this week, man. And I, I, I can't even begin to tell you how fun of a conversation it was. Dude was amazing. I, I'd say on the Mount Rushmore of interviews. I'm sorry you guys missed it, man. Did he talk about how many helicopters he sold last week? No, he did. He just kept saying "pow, pow." No, yeah, it. <laughs> he His was, new music uh, video, "Boats and Hoses," coming out. Yeah. So I, I tell you what, if um, in all honesty, if you've ever listened to like um, uh, anything like Darren Waller might have said on an interview, or like a, a recent Steve Smith uh, interview about some of the stuff he's dealt with in his life, John Abraham was like on par with that. And, you know, we always talk about how, like, these football players are badasses, man, and they're tough dudes. And I'm telling you, the conversation I had with him was tough and badass because he completely just, like, he shared a lot, man. And I don't know if I'm uh, comfortable enough to do what he did, man. So he was was a hell of a guy to talk to. But, you know, that's going to drop Friday for everybody. Uh, But we'll start off. Man, it's Super Bowl week finally. Are y'all excited? (laughs) <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm always excited for the Super Bowl, but there's a, some extra excitement for you, is there not? I mean, I, I'm, you know, giddy with excitement. I will say I was watching, they, they're doing the the pregame or the pre-week stuff. They're doing the little celebrations in Cincinnati and L.A., and I, I, I am happy that Cincinnati showed up quite nicely compared to what L.A.'s was doing at like a, a junior college or something, and Cincinnati sold out the stadium and put all the fans in there. So that just shows you how desperate they are. And my favorite. Well, it's been 30 years. I can see that. We're not worrying about that right now. But what we're going to say is uh, CJ Uzama, he comes up there and he's got his knee brace on, and all these players are talking. And he he's like, you know what, everybody? And he just bends down, he rips the knee brace off and throws it down because uh, he says he's going to play in the Super Bowl no matter what, which uh, he might play one play. I don't know how bad his knee is. But anyway, uh, nothing news of note uh, happened. We're not into all the media row stuff yet where we got all kinds of stuff. But I do want to give a shout out to the football group. Darren Smith, who's a beat reporter for the Kansas City Chiefs, found his way over to the group and started sharing some stuff. So he's live on Radio Row. And uh, I'm going to see if I can bother him this week. Maybe we get him on the show one night. Nice. Nice. I don't know if we want to talk to a Chiefs fan after they lost, though, right? <laughs> no, Man, you should weird. absolutely want to talk to the guy. You know, I will say That's I see you want to talk to him. I see Darren stuff all the time on social media, and I will say he is honest as they come, man. Like he is a realist about his Kansas City Chiefs, and he he does his job. He's a reporter, but he's a realist about it. 
Um, but uh, all right. So did you watch the Pro Bowl at all? Was it anything news of note there? Uh, I, here's my notes. This is what I have. That Mac Jones did a gritty on a play he didn't score on. And, uh, and Alvin, it was awful gritty. That was yeah. bad. And uh, I also saw that Alvin Kamara did some hammer fists. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. Hey, my take on it. I mean, the three of us could play a better game of flag football, but the gritty was interesting because it was so bad. It kept me, it kept me going for a little bit, but it's not <laughs> something I would tune into every week. So you're going to just the highlights. Got you. Yes. See, I, I've been trying to check out from sports overall for a few days because I haven't felt well, but then I saw on our group text the, uh, Tomorrow I went to the Raiders and I got excited for a split second and realized it's because he's a criminal. So that's they're just making fun of me. I can't have nice, <laughs> nice things in life. You, you can't, you can't have Camara at least. That's for damn sure. Let's go to Seattle. Uh, no, so I, I guess I read uh, he was getting on an elevator with a bunch of guys, and one guy was kind of talking smack to him, and he went to get on the elevator, and Camara put his hand out and stopped him. And then the uh, the guy kind of shoved him. They shoved him back. And then, like, they all just beat him mercilessly. Uh, so, anyway, Kamara told the police that the guy ran. Uh, so, he didn't know why he really did something. So, he ran after him. But when they went and looked at the video, the guy didn't run. He just got dump trucked. And uh, so, we'll see what happens with that. But uh, this is what I, I heard. There was a curb stomp involved. There there might have been some busted chicklets on the, on the ground. I don't know. Uh, maybe in in, in the uh, thing I saw across the bottom of the ticker, it said they stomped him twenty three times. Uh, I twenty three. They they he he got his butt whoops. Uh, I know he got a he's got a fractured orbital uh bone, and uh, yeah, not not a not a good look there. But um, I do know this much: nothing good happens at Vegas at six thirty in the morning. Because I can promise you. You're only up at 6.30 in the morning if you didn't go to bed or you're trying to catch a flight. That's the only reason why you're even up at that time out there. Uh, but uh, let's just keep moving with NFL stuff. We actually got some head coaching uh, positions. So uh, one of them involves Kamara's team, the Saints. They hired Dennis Allen. He's the defensive coordinator. So I don't know if you know this, but he took over for Rex Ryan uh, and has been the D coordinator there and kind of an internal move. I think they kind of thought they wanted to go that route the whole time because, you know, Peyton retired. They wanted, but listen to this. The Saints' defense, uh, when he took over, they were ranked 31st in points per game. Since then, they've been 10th, 14th, 13th, 5th, and 4th. Nice. So is that a good nice. hire? Are, are you guys on board with that one? Wait a minute. Dennis Allen, did he not coach in, in the Raiders for a while? Or am I wrong? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, the Raiders have had a lot of forgettable coaches, but I don't think that's one of them. Very true. So, to me – I think he's a good coach. To to me, it's it's the safe hire. I mean, I can't say I love it or I hate it, but, I mean, it's the safe hire. You're not going to be like, uh, you know, uh, I just – I feel like it's okay. I mean, I I don't think the Saints are going to do much next year anyway unless they really upgrade. Um, So, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, a lot. (laughs) Quarterback for one. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> uh, here's a little nugget for you though. Uh he is one and oh as a interim head coach because uh Sean Payton had uh COVID and that was the game they played the Bucks where they won nine to nothing. So maybe we get a bunch of uh like three to nothing and six to three games out of the Saints now. That'd be that'd be interesting. Seventies games. 
Uh, then, uh, secondly, Lovey Smith, uh, got hired by the Texans and that is, uh, met with some people that are excited to see Lovey Smith get a, a second chance and other people with the proverbial eye roll because they're like, well, somebody had to hire a black coach, but Lovey Smith was on the staff and was a defensive coordinator there last year. But here's like the nonsense though. Here's the nonsense. The dude Collie, they just fired after one season. They got four wins, which is above expectation. You're going to fire the dude with no talent on the roster. He was a minority. And then you bring in another minority. I mean, like, let the Collie dude keep coaching. I mean, I know, he was right? terrible. I know. I mean, they pulled the trigger too quick. Get the, they, get the guys a couple seasons. Now. They didn't count on him winning games. That was the problem. He made them look stupid because they hired Collie just to fire him. And then he ended up not being the worst team in all of football when he should have been the worst team in all of football. And I didn't even recognize Love. He needs to shave that sorry ass beard. So it looks like he's seventy five. Oh, well, don't don't, don't hate on the beard, man. That, that's mm. a that's a beautiful beard. Oh, I Is thought it? it was a, a white mask, man. I think he had that on his chin. That was my, my God. Uh, I don't know how you're hating on the beard, but I will say, if you're hiring Lovey Smith. You're not really moving away from the culture that was already there, are you? Like, it's not like you went in a completely different direction. He was already on staff, which is why you should have kept calling. I mean, what's the point? What, yeah, I mean, you're you. going sideways. I agree, there, Mister Brown. <laughs> not, not Except much. Except for uh, the beard, right? Yeah, we don't agree on the beard. And you know, as a, <laughs> as a beard connoisseur yourself, I'm disappointed in that. Um, I trimmed mine down. <laughs> Mine's I mean, all gray. That's why it's real short. I yeah. can't even tell. I have to really pay attention to even see facial hair on you, Tommy. Because I keep it so short. I guess. <laughs> all right. Well, that that's really the only thing that really happened in the NFL. We got the Super Bowl stuff. Nothing's really happened on a Monday. Radio Row stuff happens. But I'm sure you guys all tune into the Winter Olympics, right? Woo-hoo! I'm an Olympic guy. I love them. Do you even do you I, watch the Olympics, Tommy, or are you being sarcastic? No, I really do. I watch the Olympics. Mr. Brown, do you even watch? I, I don't at all. I saw a picture of the men's curling team for the U.S., and that was a meme I put on our page. But Tommy did. I give him credit. He tried. I knew the outcome of the guests or the listeners <laughs> on our page, but uh, he tried. So apparently there's a dozen people, including Tommy, who watches it. We can get more people to talk about pineapple and pizza than we can the Olympics. Absolutely. That's sad. Is it not? Uh, you know what? The three of us could be on the U.S. Uh, Olympic curling team. You know, Mark Balger almost was on there. No way. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, ex-NFL players that are trying to make a curling team. There's I can't remember who the other guys were, but I remember Mark Balger, obviously. Surely Ocho Cinco uh, is one of them. He's in everything else. No, nah, he's yeah. too busy training for boxing. Yeah. Or whatever it is, it is this week. Uh, and you know Herschel Walker. Uh, Herschel Walker. a bobsled guy. Is he a bobsled <laughs> guy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why not? Why not? I, he, he's got to be in the back there, right? He, he's yeah, the driving. I, I don't know because schematics of how bobsled teams work, but I imagine he's your anchor. Uh all right, so uh, the uh, Winter Olympics had like a 43% drop in the opening ceremony viewership, so nobody cares. It is what it is. Maybe people are just boycotting China, but maybe it's just, I don't know, they're just not as fun anymore. I don't know what's happened. Uh, and we got other sports to watch. But uh, that being said, uh, Mr. Brown, you mentioned earlier, just want to wrap up with this. Uh, did you get a chance to watch the movie that you texted us about? Yeah, I did. I finished it this afternoon. 
is it, is it on the platform that we share that we can watch TV? Yes, it is. Okay, so I will get a chance to watch it this week. So on a scale of one to ten, Kurt Warner's life in the film, what would you give it? I don't even want to tell you because I know it'll be completely different than your opinion. That doesn't what matter. It, you're telling you're not telling me. You're telling the viewers and the listeners. Uh, I mean, it's American Underdog, right? Yep. Yeah. So to me, I, I mean, I give it a seven or an eight. I mean, it gets in your feels a little bit because when you think that it's not possible, it's possible if you just stay after, be consistent, and, and uh, don't take no for an answer. So it was a good story. In fact, it was a true story. Uh, it, it was a pretty good movie. I liked uh, how they uh, projected uh, Mike Martz and Dick Vermeil. Oh, uh, who played Mike? Who played Mike Martz? I don't know the guy, but he did a great job. He did he look like Mike Martz. Yeah, he did. Dude, Mike Martz has one of those those looks like you. It's unmistakable. It, it's just. And all I I'll say is, it was good cop, bad cop. But you got to watch Mike. Mike Martz got to be the bad cop. Uh, you have to watch. I, I mean, no. I just, I just know he's got. Oh. Can't, it can't be Dick Vermeil. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll never forget. Uh, I, th- oh, was it Demarco Farr? I can't remember who it was in the Super Bowl against the Titans. Somebody was uh, coming off the field in that last drive, and uh, they're like, "What's wrong? What's wrong?" And I think it was Kevin Carter actually. And uh, Dick Vermeil's asking, "What's wrong?" He's like, "I'm tired." He's like, "This is the last drive of the Super Bowl. What do you mean you're tired?" <laughs> <laughs> so uh are you a big randy quaid fan or no randy quaid or dennis quaid? sorry dennis quaid Dennis because they're very different people <laughs> yes Randy's done, he's done went off the grid like yeah he's years. living off the lamb on newfoundland or something i don't know yeah, but, dennis quaid big fan or no yeah dennis quaid he's solid man so he, he plays dick vermil yeah that, I, I i could see that i feel like he's too tall for dick vermil though he he hunched most of the uh, movie. He hunched over. Uh, like that. Dennis always does them cheesy movies, though. Is he cheesy in this? Well, he's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sure this movie has an element of cheese not directed that way. Just because I think what Mr. Brown said, it's it's a true story, but it's almost unbelievable. You know what I mean? So it probably feels that way sometimes. Maybe I'm yeah, I mean it, it's it's because it's so over the top. I mean, it don't, it don't even seem like it's something that could happen. Because I mean, it's well, everyone knows that I'm not giving it away. But for God's sakes, the guy was a uh, worked at a grocery store stocking shelves, and then he becomes MVP and MVP of the Super Bowl. So ah, you just spoiled it. You just spoiled it. He became a Hall of Famer, the best undrafted player in history of the NFL. You just spoiled the whole movie. You're probably the same guy that told everybody the Titanic sunk in that movie too, aren't you? I know, man. <laughs> you bastard. Egg and groceries and Hall of Famer. Uh, all right, fellas. I think that does it enough for tonight, man. I'll see if we can holler at y'all uh, again tomorrow. But uh, guys, make sure you're checking out all our social media platforms. We got uh, our baseball group. Uh, Mr. Brown, you'll give me a shout out there. You got the sweatshirt on, man. Yeah, we got it in five different colors. We got the hoodie. We got the T-shirt. It helps pay for the autograph merch that I get, and I'm going to probably, probably do a drawing this week. Um, but this helps me with the shipping and whatnot. So buy some merch. They're very comfortable. There you go. Nice. So America's pastime. Make sure you can go to Bonfire. Check out the We Don't Know Sports uh, shop. We got all kinds of stuff on there. And for all our listeners out there, if you got any good ideas, man, send it our way. We'll bring it to life. We can do these things. Uh, but we got the Football's Life group. Uh, bas- I, I can't remember the basketball name. 
All things basketball. All things basketball. All things basketball. And then the best name, Puck Talk. So no matter what your sport, we got you everywhere. And then find We Don't Know Sports on Instagram, on YouTube, on Twitter. Our YouTube wherever. channel. Yes. We, we got more content. And like we said, if you want to, if you want to not listen, but watch the interview with John Abraham on Friday, guess where you can find it at? You can get it on YouTube. We'll make sure if you got your notifications on there, we'll let you know as soon as it drops. But uh, that's all I got, fellas. This has been the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.